The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host. I'm your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, it's very simple. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for one and all with our compliments on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight, is all the way in South Africa. His name is Rianne Boyson, and his website is www.rianneboyson.com. And I'm going to spell that for you, www.rianneboyson.com. So joining me, once again, from South Africa, is our guest this hour, Rianne, and welcome to the X-Zone. Thanks, Rob, and thanks very much for inviting me. Um. When my uh, when my booking producer sent me your information with the topic tonight, I could not wait to have you on because I'm very interested in the exact topics that we will be discussing over the next hour. So before we do that, my friend, tell our listeners about a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm an engineer. I studied for engineering. I have a PhD in electronic engineering. Now the work we'll be discussing uh, this evening. Um, is it was done purely in my leisure time. I'm still a practicing engineer. Uh, I think that basically sums it up. Uh, I became really became interested in this field of uh, work around about 2000 when I read uh, Graham Hancock's uh, Fingerprints of the Gods. Right, yeah. And that opened a whole new, new uh, field of interest for me. And since then, uh, it was just one way. How many books have you written to date, Rihanna? Um, only two, mm-hmm. but I think they're, they're quite extensive. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Let's talk about um, one of my favorite topics, is that philosophical or that mystical legendary continent called Atlantis. What can mm-hmm. you tell us about Atlantis? It is, first of all, um, rejected by any scholar as a mythological continent because it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Now, initially, when I um, started reading up about this, um, my first thought was if Plato's Atlantis did exist and there was an ancient ancient, uh, seafaring nation who might have uh, mapped this continent, um, where can you possibly find such maps? And shown on practically all the medieval maps, you'll find an unknown continent in the south called Terra Australis Incognita, the unknown continent in the south. And it doesn't exist anymore. So my first thought was, well, could this not have been Atlantis? Because it's below sea level right. at the moment. Now, um, through my with my studies and, um, of all the different maps, I discovered that there are actually 
three basic shapes of this continent. One um, is what I would call a solid or continuous continent, um, for want of a better description. Then there's one with the same outline, but it is ring-shaped. It has a sea inside of it. And then there's one that is C-shaped. And the ends of those of the C-shaped uh, continent agree almost perfectly with the submarine topology of Australia and New Zealand. So that was really a, a massive discovery for me. Right. Um, uh, in the, the end that represents um, Australia, uh, on one of the maps, uh, one by Schoener, it shows a, a lake in the middle of what is supposed to be Australia. So my first thought again was, is this a, a way in which I can prove this? So I wrote a program and electronically started filling up uh, a depression at more or less that point in Australia. And lo and behold, when that artificial lake started overflowing, it matched the size and position of this lake on Schoener's map. But I think um, even more importantly um, than Schoener's, than these three maps, uh, first of all, I have to say, uh, on the forums where I've discussed uh, this conclusion of mine, mm -hmm. I every time asked, how is it possible that these three shapes could have been drawn by independent people, but they're correlated. It's, it's the same as if I tell you there's a planet in a distant galaxy, and I ask five people to draw me the shape of a continent. It won't be correlated. Here we have three shapes of one continent, and they agree very well. And what it basically shows is a continent that was above sea level, the sea level rose, and then the sea started infiltrating um, a plain, the central plateau, and eventually uh, even that plateau got flooded and what remained was just the two ends, uh, like a sea. Now, the last map perfectly matches Plato's description of um, Atlantis. It had an opening at one side, um, it had an oblong uh, shape of the plain, it had extremely high mountains around it, which is what we uh, have now that it's all submerged. Um, so it matches Atlantis in many respects. Uh, one of the objections to my theory was that um, everything that the plateau that I'm referring to is now 4,000 meters below sea level. How is that possible? So um, if the only way that could have happened was if there was a massive impact by a comet roundabout uh, in the area of the southern uh, South America and um, Antarctica, where they join. Now, that area is called the Scotia Plate, and you can actually see the fractures of the continental shelf in that re region. And also the, the islands that were formed, that were pushed up, where the continent must, uh, where the comet must have hit this, uh, these two continents, they popped up, and you can see them on um, very clearly on uh, NASA uh, maps uh, of that area. But um, very specifically, also, if you look at um, Mercator's um, 1569 world map, there is a bulge on the western coast of South America. And all the commentators, uh, all the academics and the scholar, scholars state that that's pure fantasy uh, on behalf of the ancient uh, cartographers. But if, once again, if you look at the submarine topology of that area, you can clearly see a mountain range in exactly that location. So that's also 4,000 meters below sea level. So my theory is a comet must have hit the Earth in that region, and um, th that whole area must have been forced around about 4,000 meters below sea level. So, so we're, ta we're talking about the area in South America now? Um, yes. Okay. The, the west uh, coast right. uh, 
bulge of South America, and then um, at the southern tip, southernmost tip of uh, uh, South America. Uh, that's where the Scotia plate lies, and th that's where the impact must have occurred. So we're talking about uh, the area around Cape Horn. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, let me just see. Um, ancient legends of that time, mm -hmm. mythology, that's what it's called. Right. They, relate, they do not mention any stories about Noah's Ark, but they relate that the, the sky fell and that they had to flee and hide in caves. Right. And instead of sending out a dove to see if they could return or leave the caves, they had to take a branch and stick it out to see if it was still, was still catching fire. So the, the sky literally must have fallen, or that was what it would have looked like uh, to them. All right, stand by, Rihanna. We have to uh, take our first commercial break for this okay. hour. Explanation, my guest this hour is Rianne Boyson. He is in South Africa, and we're talking this hour, or this part of the show, I should say, about Atlantis. Myth, fact, or legend? Our investigation into the existence and the possibility of the actual existence of Atlantis continues when we return from this commercial break here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon and I am Rob McConnell. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on XZBN.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org.
Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Rian Boyson. His website is www.rianboyson.com. And uh, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about uh, how it might be possible that there was a meteor or a something that came from the skies that actually plunged into the most southern part of of south of uh, south america am i correct uh that's correct yes okay i have a couple of questions for you um how do you think plato was the only person to know about atlantis way back when i can't really tell but i think Mm -hmm. um with the loss of the library of alexandria right uh, we have lost a, a tremendous amount of information about the past, specifically in in Egypt. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that many of um, the inhabitants of um, Terra Australis uh, left um, that continent when they they must have seen this comet approaching, uh, and they were the biblical Noahs. So they left uh, for the safety of the open sea where there wouldn't be a tsunami, just a gigantic swell. And then they settled in Egypt. And I believe them to have been uh, the Egyptian gods, Osiris, Isis, and Re. Um, and th- that's where they constructed the, 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 the Great Pyramid, mm-hmm. or perhaps even sooner. Okay, let, I mean, let, let's, just, let's just take a breather here for a second, because I'd like to get back to the, to the idea that it was actually the Atlanteans, who are the people depicted in the Christian Bible as Noah. How did you come to that conclusion? Um, it's uh, the, the, the story of Noah mm-hmm. uh, is not unique to the Bible. There exist uh, about 85, if I recall correctly, independent versions of uh, this Noah story and also the creation myths now um in my opinion the the flood came first and the creation which the the earth was dark and then the waters receded Mm -hmm. and so forth that came after this uh gigantic flood Uh, we all know that the the earth is billions of years old not six thousand years now if i could just briefly return to the the ancient maps and why I believe them to be correct. Okay. Um, if you look um, at, uh, for, for instance, again, Mercator's uh, 1569 map, it shows a massive lake right in the center of the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. And how could that be possible? So again, I looked at the topology maps of that area, and if you start filling in the depressions and the, the riverbeds that lead into it, it matches um, the uh, Mercator's map perfectly. So how could these people? Uh, it, it can't be coincidence. No. Here's so a the better. People, here's a better question to ask. Here's a better yes. question to ask at this time: Is how? Well, that would explain a very mystifying uh, find that was uh, conducted, that was established years ago, when they started finding whale skeletons in Egypt. My goodness, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, this, the period that um, the Sahara received lots of rain yeah. uh, was the so-called uh, Green Sahara period, and that dated from 7,500 7, to 3,000 before, uh, before Christ. So that's a long, long time ago. So in, these maps must have been drawn even before then. And what is really um, a true enigma about all these maps is that they have latitude and longitude lines on them. Now, we latitude you can perhaps explain, but longitude uh, we could only, in this modern era, era um, start measuring longitude uh, in the late 1700s. So how were these maps, which appeared in medieval times, um, and they're quite accurate in terms of longitude. How did they manage to chart these maps with uh, such accuracy? And that's an argument that has been made by other 
researchers who also believe that um, an a ancient, highly advanced civilization did once exist. Um, now, to return briefly to your question about the connection between the Bible mm -hmm. and um, the Atlanteans, uh, Abraham was supposed to be um, the, the father of the Hebrews, or that's what the Bible tells us. Um, but there are other sources like um, Tacitus. He maintains that the Hebrews were numerous under the reign of Isis, of all people. And elsewhere, um, Abraham is uh, recorded as having been um, a giant. Um, you're certainly aware of the, the, all the myths about the, the giants and the, the Nephilim and, and so forth. And if you look at the, the interpretation of the Hebrew name, Abraham, it, it could be interpreted as Ab, which is the um, father, Ra or Re, mm -hmm. which means literally means to see. Right. And Am is the people. So but father, Ra was, of the people. But wasn't Ra the also the son of the God? The God of the, yes, wasn't Ra absolutely. the son, uh, the God of the sun? Absolutely, that's what I'm getting at. So that would explain if the Hebrews were indeed pre present in Egypt many thousands of years ago, but, then uh, their father, uh, uh, Ray or Ra, which right. means to see, and that was the era of the Watchers and the Giants and the Nephilim and the Serpents. Sure, but nobody's nobody, nobody has not dis You know, there, there are many theologians who concur that many of the events depicted in the Bible actually happened in Egypt. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, um, as far as the Atlanteans um, are concerned, uh, Osiris uh, departed on a long visit, a trip around the world, and I have no doubt that he went all around the world, world all the way back to uh, uh, South America slash Terra Australis to see what was left of the continent. And as he went, uh, he became known as the Feathered Serpent. He tried to establish uh, knowledge uh, in the areas where he landed uh, with a promise to eventually return one day. So that's my um, interpretation of what happened. So Osiris and Seth and Ra or mm -hmm. Ray, they were actually real people. Now, Egypt was ruled um, up to the age of, uh, uh, of Menes. All right, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop yes. you here because you're getting way ahead and we're starting to get scattered. <laughs> now, Sorry. my question to you is, as a researcher, how come you did not know that in 2016, um, let me just read the story here, uh, researchers mm -hmm. working in the Sahara Desert have uncovered dozens of fossilized remains thought to be prehistoric ancestors of whales. The whale bones were found in Wadi Hitan in the Egyptian desert, once covered by a huge prehistoric ocean. And one of finds is a 37-million-year-old skeleton of a legged form of whale that measures more than 65 feet long. So it's already been established that... that no, but, but um, there were no... This race did not exist um, millions of years ago. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that it had already been established that there was a giant or that the ocean was over Egypt. That has been established. So, Yes, millions of years ago, but how would people who lived around about 10,000, 12,000 years ago, and that was um, when Plato recorded uh, Atlantis sunk, how would they have known about mm -hmm. this Relatively small lake. Oh, it's, it's a big lake. Well, it's, right it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a small lake now, or it was a small lake then. No, there's no lake but at all now. I understand that. I understand that. We're talking about the time of Plato, right? Yes. Okay. So, I, I you know, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I follow, because I, I, I can't make a connection between an... Um, a lake that existed millions of years ago, or the sea having covered this millions of years ago, and a quite recent, relatively speaking, map of that area. 
Well, how is it that Admiral Peary's map had places on the Earth that had not been discovered yet? You know, we could see we could use the same logic in that argument as well. Um, the, the, all these maps are not the same. There are actually uh, quite a few different versions. Mm-hmm. What I, those that I chose, just show the basic concept of a, um, a, 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 a continuous uh, continent, the ring-shaped and the C-shaped, which to me demonstrates that the central plateau or the central plane had systematically been um, filled. Uh, in Plato's version of the Atlantis story, he, in one instance, calls it um, mm-hmm. a continent, the, the shape uh, of uh, Nubia or uh, and Asia combined. I mean, a massive continent. But how and, could he? How could he? How could he actually say that if he could not see it? He must have had access to information. Or maybe he made it up. Well, if he had made it up. Yes. It correlates pretty nicely with Terra Australis incognita. But the key thing is whether that was actually Atlantis. Um, these maps agree with a submarine All right, topology. L- listen, I've got, to ta- I've got to take my news break. Please stand by. Okay. You're listening to the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell, and when we come back, we'll try and uh, get back to a timeline here because I've got to tell you something. I'm lost. I'm really lost. We'll be back. Don't go away. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is, 
For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Exonation, our guest this hour is Rian Boyson. His website is rianboyson.com. That's R I A A N B O O Y S E N.com. All right, I, I think we're we're going we're going we're doing way too much globe trotting, so let's get back to uh, let's get back and and let's let me ask you the question. I know that you want to talk about the maps, the credibility of the maps and how they form part of your of your theory, and I appreciate that. But when it comes to the tale of Atlantis, if this story by Plato had not been picked up, nobody would have ever heard of the name Atlantis. I find yes, I find that very I find that very hard to believe and put any credibility in the story of Atlantis if only one person knows about this this mythological continent, and he's the only one. Another question is, based on what he says, why does everybody believe him or want to believe him? Nobody, in fact, uh, did believe in him. So um, I started looking at this purely uh, uh, as an interest. Right. Can I? Is it possible to identify any place that might be the mythical Atlantis. Sure. And that is how I got to um, uh, Terra Australis Incognita. Maybe I should m- just mention that on my website, mm-hmm. site, I present all of these arguments in a much more logical, uh, chronological order. So sure. if you got sure. confused, just, just um, uh, your listeners can just go and, and read uh, that. Um, but the, the, what, the point that I want to make is for some reason, even if Plato didn't exist, but if he didn't make that statement, I wouldn't have tried to uh, reconcile mm-hmm. the submarine topology of uh, Australia and New Zealand with any of the ancient maps. I, mean, I don't, don't think anyone right. would have noticed it. But because I was looking for it, I studied those maps in that area, and that is the conclusion that I came to. Why did you pick Why? that area? Because that's the only continent that today is at the bottom of the sea. Aren't all continents connected under the sea? No, no. It disappeared. A continent that used to be Oh, I, I see. That used to be above Atlantis. sea and now it's gone. All right. And and where do you based on your research where do you where do you believe Atlantis is now? Well, the Australia and New Zealand form, formed part mm-hmm. of the mountain ranges that encircled that central plain. Okay. Now, Plato re- also records um, or states that Atlantis was a city uh, which was encircled by, by with water and they had to build bridges. Mm-hmm. Now, you can visualize if that plane had systematically become flooded, then um, they would have built cities on the higher areas, and right. in the end, they would have had to build uh, bridges to connect them mm-hmm. until the whole place was uh, flooded. So, from that perspective, uh, it, it's not just an island, it, it, it's also it's a continent. Have there ever been any artifacts found in that area around uh, New Zealand and Australia that could be tied to an ancient civilization like Atlantis? I don't think so, but I don't think anyone would have been looking for it. Remember, these would have been mountains, uh, or consider that these mountains would have been four kilometers high. So there wouldn't have been much human activity up there, I, I think. All I right. can only surmise. All right, um, but what I, what I, okay, once again, if we're talking about a continent that 
had a fair number of uh, you know of civilians would it not stand to reason that archaeologists or explorers or submariners by this time would have found some artifacts um, yes i've thought of that possibility but that plain would now be com- covered by sand um, so it would be very difficult uh, if you could um, take radars down mm-hmm. all the way and see or look through the sand that's yeah. covering that plain. Then maybe uh, you'd be able. But uh, also that that's the place where the the comet or the meteor struck um, that area. So very little would have been left uh, intact. All right, buildings me, or likewise. All right. Let me ask you this question: Is there any record of any kind? about a meteor or some other object that entered the Earth's atmosphere that went or that was in that area of New Zealand and Australia? Um, I can't quite see how that would be relevant because if this meteor had mm -hmm. skimmed off uh, the Earth, um, then its um, path would have been changed dramatically. Okay, if that meteor would have skimmed, what you know, there there have other there have been other meteor hits that have been recorded over millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering why this particular meteor strike has no evidence of its existence or it ever happening, and and why would you think that the meteorite came in at such a trajectory that it skipped off? Um, well, the other option is that it penetrated uh, the the Earth itself, but I think uh, that is unlikely. Um, I, I can't remember the names, but if you look at the maps mm-hmm. uh, of that part that now exists, there, there are islands mm-hmm. that form uh, almost a circle at the end, as if they were pushed up. And uh, as I said, the, uh, the, the Scotia plate uh, looks fragmented, right? Uh, huge blocks. And there are actually um, submarine ridges. Um, I haven't included them here or discussed them here uh, nearby, where you can see this, these ridges must have been formed over millions of years, but there's, uh, there's a sudden displacement of probably a thousand kilometers, an abrupt displacement. It is the same submarine ridge. All right, well... So something must have happened there. Or was it strictly the tectonic plate movement that caused the ridge that is, what, a thousand miles long, you would say? Yeah, the, the offset. Okay, the offset. And then when we look at the San Andreas Fault in California, it looks the same. So, once again, how do we know it was not a natural occurring tectonic plate movement that created this ridge? That is in part due to the, the myths uh, about the, um, the sky falling and the, um, the, the ice forming so quickly with a sea, with a sea boiling. Um, all the steam that would have been released and in mm-hmm. pitch black darkness under extreme with extreme cold, the, the ice cap would have formed very rapidly. But uh, I, I see what your point is. Um, how would you then explain the, the similarity between these ancient maps mm-hmm. and the ocean bed, also taking into account the mountain range on the west coast of South America? Well, for one thing, I'm not an ocean uh, an oceanographer. Uh, no, but that nobody is supposed to have been uh, aware of that. I mean, how would the old cartographers uh, cartographers have been aware of that? I don't know. You tell me. You wrote the book. I didn't. <laughs> well, my explanation is it must have been above sea level until something, a comet or a meteor, forced that entire area mm-hmm. um, below sea level. And yet there, the are, yet there are islands throughout that area that have 
come up out of the sea and have gone back down into the sea. This is nothing unusual for the islands in that part of the Pacific. But that deep. How deep is deep? How, you know? No, no, no. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you presented your theory to members of the scientific community, oceanographers, cartographers, uh, those who who study tectonic plate movement throughout history? And if so, what are their comments? No, I have not uh, really attempted to. What I've done Why is not? I've um, participated on many forums where all kinds of people participate. And they, like you, um, are a bit skeptical about my theory. It's not skepticism. When somebody makes a statement, they need to be held accountable to, provi- to provide the evidence to substantiate their claims. Well, now, the, when, the you evidence, say, when you say, when you say, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. When you say that you've participated in forums, are we talking about internet forums? Uh, yeah. In my opinion, well, and this is my opinion, the internet is the greatest septic tank that mankind has ever created because there's more crap in it than there is anything. You know, a lot of these people on the internet forums, they're nothing but... You know, Monday morning quarterbacks. No, absolutely. But what many of them have done was to refer me uh, to other theories, tectonic plate movement. Okay, stand um, by. We've got to take our new, we've got to take our break. Exxon Nation, my guest, Rianne Boyson, and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complementary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. 
chocked full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. Rianne, I, I would just like you to know that I appreciate the work and the dedication that you've put into this project and, and the hypothesis that you have come up with. But as, I would like to know why you did not present your findings and your theory to members of the scientific community or to uh, the, uh, the oceanographers and, and those who are experts in this field to get their take prior to publishing so that you would have some some um, backing. Rob, my, my only, the only evidence I have mm-hmm. is logic. I mean, I, I don't have any archaeology uh, background like you. Um, oh, it I, will be very, very difficult to... Uh, convince anyone, I believe, that uh, this is actually um, a sunken continent. But I'm, uh, first, first of all, I'm not. I'm not an uh, archaeological expert. I am not. I never claimed to be. I never said I was. Nor would I want to be, because that is a field in itself that that takes many years of study. Number one. Number two. Presenting this hypothesis to those who have the experience who those who have the knowledge, if they came to you and said, well, no, it, it doesn't make sense, and this is why, what would have been wrong with that? Even though your logic dictates that what you believe is the truth. I'm not saying it's not. I, I'm just wondering why yeah. there is no yes. validation attached to but, the theory. Um, I have not come across anyone who could have explained, uh, was interested in explaining or could explain the fact that these three shapes exist and that the submarine topology matches uh, the C-shaped version and the the bulge on the west coast. Those those three, those observations, Mm -hmm. how do you explain them away? Uh, I must either be imagining uh, any correlation between uh, between the sub uh, the t- submarine topology. Right. Uh, how do you explain that away? Well, for one thing, I can't because it's not my area of expertise. No, it, it is. Do, do you agree? If you look at the um, the images I put on my website, mm-hmm. do you agree that there is a correlation between mm-hmm. them? There is, a sim- there is a similarity. That's as far as but, I can see. There's a similarity. Yeah, but there's not supposed to be any similarity but, whatsoever. But as you know, the human mind has a way of adding parts, bits and pieces, to something it does not understand fully to get a picture that it can recognize. Now, this is why I was saying... It, if you had, I, I don't know why you you came up with this theory. You've got the maps. You've got you've obviously done a great deal of homework. Why you would not have gone to a university or an independent and said, "This is look at look at what I found." As an expert, can you can you take a look at it and tell me based on your expertise what you think? Um, when I started this website around about 2008, mm-hmm. my intention was just to put all my theories on the internet and ask for comment. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, I realized that I needed to start writing them up. Mm-hmm. So on the Exodus events, I published uh, Theory and the Exodus mm-hmm. um, and on the the history of Jesus Christ, the origins of Christianity. I published uh, Barbello, the the other book. So those have been mm-hmm. 
published and I've been receiving uh, comments from people who are also interested in uh, those fields. But this, here's my question. To, re- here's my question mm-hmm. too. At this point, have you received comments from experts in those fields as no. to their their um, their reviews of your of your findings? Because experts always love to have peer reviews in you know peer reviewed articles that prove them yes, right. Yes. I come from a scientific background. Right. I've published several articles myself. Okay. So I understand that fully. Sure. So why didn't you go that route? Uh, with this or yeah. with the, the other? Well, doesn't matter. Either one of them. I can tell you, um, I have approached some of the professors mm-hmm. at um, theology departments. Right. And they don't even bother to respond. And I believe part of the reason is if they were to acknowledge any of the conclusions that I have made mm-hmm. as the truth, they would would simply be out of a job. Um, so does that mean that the truth is being suppressed as to what? I think they are in many instances not aware of it. Now, I don't think we have time to touch on that now. Um, but so um, I have considered properly trying to write this up mm-hmm. uh, beyond this, but I am sort of expecting uh, the response I got from you, uh, which is practically disbelief. My only, uh, the only evidence, as I said, that I have right. is logic. Logic is great. But when you're trying to get an idea across or a hypothesis or a theory that is only based, uh, that only has ancient maps as points of reference without any scientific data to substantiate the claim, you're going to get these questions. Yes, um, I'm actually not the only person to to have received them. Um, You're certainly aware of the work of Graham Hancock. Definitely, I've had Graham on the show. Yeah, and and um, he has also been laughed off about uh, many of his uh, theories. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, in fact, pointed out that uh, longitudes, um, the measurement of longitudes uh, was only invented in the late 1700s. Mm-hmm. So how was it possible to, to be on all these ancient maps? So I'd like to ask all the modern cartographers how they think it was possible to do so. And have you asked them? No, I haven't. Why not? <laughs> it's a very good point, and perhaps I should make uh, a point my, of doing my so. My goodness, I, I think here, my friend, you've put the, the cart before the horse. <laughs> you know, yeah, I must, um, I have to admit, um, I wrote these, I summarized my conclusions, and uh, I have, as late, not really been working hard on the Atlantis issue, yeah. but rather on aspects of my other two books. But maybe I should uh, return and um, try to promote it. And I think your show, um, this radio talk show, will be tremendous. I thank you for that. All I try to do is, you see, as, as a former police investigator for many years, I was taught by one of the best minds in Canadian criminal investigative techniques, Charlie Duffy, that there are three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. And as as an investigator or a researcher, journalist, publisher, whatever, I believe that the public are owed to find out what that truth is. Yes, absolutely. And this is why I ask the questions I do, because I want my listeners to to get the information that they can form their own opinion. Not your opinion, not my opinion, because all I am is I'm the spokesman for the, uh, the Exxon Nation. Yes. Um, can I ask you a question sure. as a police officer? Sure. You must certainly be aware of circumstantial evidence. Definitely. So, if if we look at 
the Aterra Australis, uh, Australis only, then mm-hmm. yes, you can challenge it. If we look at the West Coast only, yes. If you look at longitudes only, maybe. If you look at that lake in the center of the Sahara mm-hmm. only, then yes, you can challenge each and every one of them. But if you put them all together, it must certainly tell you, isn't there something going on here? You're right. And as a police officer, what I do is I bring in my team of forensic experts. The people who have the knowledge, the ability, the scientific know-how to take a look at that circumstantial evidence and tell the investigation whether or not it is true evidence or it has nothing to do with the case at all. And I think this is where we are missing that element in what you're talking about because there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but there is no direct evidence. Um, I actually don't expect to find any direct evidence. Uh, I would not know what to be looking for. That's where you should call in the experts. We have to say so long for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us. And um, wow. If you'd like to get more information, Exonation, or if you'd like to visit this gentleman's website, it's www.rianboyson.com. He has a theory. He has his beliefs. But are they legitimate or not? Are they based in fact? Or are they based on his own personal beliefs and what little evidence he has to substantiate the claims that he's making? And why in the name of God do we still listen to a philosopher from way back when who tells us about a mythical legend of a continent called Atlantis. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. 
You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.